Great pull, dude. Deep cut. That got me. I gotta get. I, that got me good. Holy shit. Yeah. Did that bring back memories? Oh, oh wow. You know what it was? Is that song is like such a specific year. Yes. I'm like trying to pinpoint it. And it's like, I think it was like sophomore or, or, or junior year of high school that that song just. Wow. Are you ready? Uh, that album is, it's from Alien Ant Farm called Anthem, and it came out January 1st, 2001. Oh, wow. That's freshman year. Come yeah. on, man. How mind blowing yeah. is that? Wow. <laughs> uh, what That's a great cool. song. Dude. I, I swear to God, I just thought about guys that like. I just thought about guys that I played football on the Burlington <laughs> Cowboys with. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was, they're like, yeah, that was, dude. That was my summer in between uh, eighth grade and freshman year. That like reminded me of like prospect people, South Middle School people. Like that was a wow, good tune, Frank. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, the reason I thought of it is, and I have a clip of it. Um, uh, who's it? Tucker has been making the rounds on all these podcasts. And, you know, he kind of made some waves about bringing up stuff he's heard from insiders in D.C. about these aliens and how it's spiritual in nature. <clears throat> and so he kind of did a more further deep dive on what he meant. And in it, he he says that, you know, uh, he feels like we're um, in an ant farm. And so when I was listening to the clip, and I have the clip, I'll play it for us, but um, when he says it, all I, I immediately thought, you know, oh, we are an alien ant farm, and I thought of the band Alien Ant Farm. That's so funny. And I thought, what was that jam by <clears throat> Alien Ant Farm? And it was Smooth Criminal that was their big main hit that kind of thrusted them into the mainstream. You remember, uh, it was the cover of Michael Jackson, Smooth yeah. Criminal. And it had the kid with the mask oh, yeah. on, which is kind of weird now, doing the right. dancing. And the lead singer from uh, Alien Ant Farm has a unique kind of uh, shaving down the middle of his head. You know, he's yeah. got weird hair going on. But uh, either way, um, dude, can I, 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 I don't about. mean to take this into a weird place. No, no, can I take this to a weird place. If you feel it, let's do it, man. We got plenty of time to kill. Uh, I'm dude. drinking a fine, uh, <laughs> fresh home, uh, or not a home brew, a uh, local brew. So uh, I might get a little toasty in this one. Let's do it. I like it. Yeah, this is the third show. This is where we get a little funky, you know? That's this right, man. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday special. But I got to tell you, that song just, it was like flashing me back to middle school, high school. And like, uh, dude, I was just thinking about the other day randomly. And this made me think about it again. Uh, you probably don't even really have a, like know him, but uh, remember Neil Salmons? I do. Yeah, we played football with the Salmons family. Played football, yeah. Arlington Cowboys. They were they were dad, prominent family. Mr. Salmons was my fucking little league coach. Yeah, man, I remember. And it was just like I just remember like because you talked about it a long podcast ago, like dad. <laughs> you know, we were laughing about dad racing. To try to watch us practice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Racing home from work yes. through traffic. Absolutely. Like cussing guys out, flipping, flipping people <laughs> off out the window. Like, I'm, just trying to go to the, I'm trying to get to the field. I just want to see him play. Just you to know? see the like, kids play football. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking about it the other day how, like, 
when we like we grew up in a weird neighborhood that had a huge economic gap. Uh, you know what I mean? Socioeconomic gap. Yeah, block to block, <laughs> even neighbor to neighbor. We literally had the Kensington Road, where like people across Kensington, and that was elementary school. It was like Kensington Road. People that lived across Kensington were they had way nicer houses. It was Stonegate. It was you know what I mean. It was, <laughs> That's right, man. Yeah, you know they oh, yeah. were the you know. And then when we went to middle school, it got even worse because then those Stonegate people were just as poor as us. You were the Windsor kids. You didn't even compare to those <laughs> well, other people across the tracks. I, I was gonna, oh, you're so I was gonna they say had the, the mansions. Yeah, you we know, were... they lived in like this little area you couldn't even get to. You know what I mean? Those were the new houses in Arlington Heights, and like. <laughs> You know, what I mean? but it didn't matter. We were all better than the apartments next to Windsor. That was yeah. No, you know. we were always higher class than the Dryden apartments. Yeah, that's why they I, were the uh, Kennys. <laughs> that was like that's why South Park resonated so much. You You're right, I mean? man. Yeah, we were the poor, not the poorest, but the poor. And it, like I was thinking about it the other day, and it was like, you know, the Salmons. <clears throat> they they weren't. They kind of they lived in by that South Middle School area, and it was just that whole area was kind of like the smaller homes, the the, the blue collar middle class area of Arlington Heights, and uh, they were another family who like just kind of the upper class families didn't like them because the kids right. were just like a little wild, you know, just a little more energy, whatever. <laughs> but but that dad, I still remember him. I don't remember any of those rich lawyer dads. I can't even like picture them anymore. You know, that's but twenty funny. years later. I still remember Mr. Salmons. I still remember lessons he taught me. Uh, I'm about to tear up. I remember lessons he taught me on the football field that carried me through moments in life. Twenty years later, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. And I don't know. We've gone so far where we idolize the the lawyer who has the brand new house across the tracks right right? yes and everybody wants to be that guy nobody wants to be mr salmons who you know what i mean he had the he had like the beard and the long hair and he was just kind of like you could tell this was a guy who probably drank too much probably smoked too much you know what i mean <laughs> he but, smelled like yeah he smelled like cigs for sure man. smelled like <laughs> cigarettes and, and uh old style <laughs> you know what i mean That's right man yeah <laughs> and i'm not i mean i mean this with all my heart what a great man yeah he was great he dude was, i remember he was there he raised his family and he was there every day to teach us football you know what i mean at four o'clock he was there and was he the richest man in Arlington Heights? Not by a long shot. You know what I mean? But you know what? <clears throat> How many kids came out of Arlington Heights that remember Mr. Salmons? And you know what I mean? Oh, and, good and call. Not, dude, there were times in the army where I was like, you would remember things that they had said about, you know what I mean? About just manning up. Absolutely. You know, he, he was like that old style guy with that cigarette voice, you know, like. It, he would call you a pussy. You know, don't be a pussy. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny. You a woman? Uh, <laughs> football, football was just such an ingrained manly thing to be a part of. And <clears throat> it just kind of was a rite of passage back then to just maybe even say you did it for a year. You know, we know people who tried it and 
moved on to other things or whatever, but <clears throat> now the idea that football's fading and have you watched football recently? That's disgusting. It's not even a sport anymore. No. It, it became that sport you saw in Starship Troopers. Yes, dude. It's it literally what we're becoming. <laughs> Who wants to play that game anymore? You know? No, dude, you learn so much on that football field as a kid. Yeah, you know? it's crazy. I, I really And and it was it didn't matter if you sucked, even if you were the best kid and you were on that football field, they had a way of bringing you down. well you look at where we are now we're in a society where we're phasing out football and we're phasing in victimhood and football was the ultimate anti-victimhood sport yeah you know if you were down and out if you were failing you would get yelled at and pressured to pull yourself up and, run and, laps and, and goof around run laps just get better man it, it's yeah. crazy like the, the football was such a great sport, and it was a place where there was no moms. It was no. It was literally <laughs> boys, and these men were teaching you a sport. You know, to toughen up, to take a hit and pick yourself up and, and try again. They would literally tell you, "I'm not your mommy. Your mommy's not on the field." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm eight years old. <laughs> I really loved. I'm glad and I'm so appreciative that we were able to grow up playing football in Little League. We oh, had great coaches who were former. Thank God for guys like Mr. Sammons. You yeah. had, uh, I couldn't remember the guy you had. There was that one guy you were, he was your coach for a while. Tedesco yeah. and uh, I had, I had yeah. a few of Daniels and uh, Zale. Yeah, Mr. Daniels. Yeah. We had a few guys that were. We had a coach. And listen, yeah. listen, I'm 36. <laughs> I'm still going to call Mr. Daniels. Mr. That's Sanders. right. Yeah, you're you know right. what I mean? You best like, respect. those guys instilled respect. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And, like, that's, that's, that's what it used to be. Class act gentlemen, true men of their time uh, who... And they, they taught you that, like, what you did on the field, like, this is going to... You need to be a man off the field, on the field. You nope. know, it used to be that. What, all the shit we give to, like, guys like Perlman, who are the high school coach. That's right, yeah. They were, they were emphasizing, you know, you need to be a man in all aspects. You know what? Of your life. Also, no selfie sticks. No, I'm going to post this on the Instagrams and Fucking get a bunch of likes. Hair because, yeah, Dude, you, know you are a f- <laughs> I don't care if you do it to get laid by women. You're a f- <laughs> If you're putting makeup and you're worried spent twenty thousand dollars on hair twenty thousand dollars on hair plugs, you're a f- <laughs> a real man doesn't care. <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> hair plugs. It's just it's gross how many men are getting hair plugs and like styling their beards and like wh- wh- you're a plumber. You're gonna be covered in shit. Why are you styling your beard? Oh man, the hair plugs are becoming affordable. You're seeing it, right? I I it's you know, now the everyday guy is getting the plugs. Yes, you're a plumber. Who cares about your hair? Can you plumb? You know oh, what I mean? Are you trying to be an Instagram model or are you trying to plumb? I think fuck it's, your hair, fuck your beard. It's time. Plumb. You're going to have to get on board with the plugs, Mike. Everyone's doing it. Uh, I think there's going to come a time where everybody's just going to look ridiculous with these plugs. Bald is going to be sexy. Oh, I'm you telling know? you, I've told you this for years. All right, I'm... When I was a younger fella out on the circuit there, hanging out uh, on the town, going to the bars, talking to ladies. This is before uh, we just paid $500 for Tinder. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we went out and like talked to chicks. It was weird. I know. It's hard for you guys to understand. <laughs> you know what's sexier than a $500 Tinder account? A good investment portfolio where you're putting $500 <laughs> a month into that. That'll get you more pussy. Well, actually, maybe not more pussy, but better pussy. Give some free advice to the fellas out there. You want an easy pass to meet some chicks when you go out to the bars. Have yourself a chick friend and go out together. Chicks will feel f- more free to talk to you. All right? Yeah, but that's really hard to find well, a chick well, friend. Well, one of my chick friends that I would go out and hang with, uh, she would often tell me about a, a specific older fellow who was married that she lusted after. And it would blow my mind because the guy was 45 with like a grayish goatee and a shaved bald head. And she would always talk about the man's confidence and how sexy he was and how like she was looking for a man just like that. And this is 10 years ago, guys. All right. I'm telling you, this ain't no secret. All right. You do. You just got to do you and be you. And when you be be you, you you have this confidence that people are attracted to. That's what happens, man. It's it's how it works. I'm telling you. And uh, wait a minute. GQ, the magazine, said that you should shave your beard in this weird pattern, and that's going to make girls love you more. Ah, Let me tell you something. I got a couple hundred thousand years of selective breeding that says (laughs) women will fuck you. Just based on your genetic code. Now do the monkey tail beard. That's what you got to do if you want to bring in the chicks. Have you ever seen the monkey tail? I have no idea what that you is. You should Google the monkey tail beard. For those listening, this is coming from a probably gay man who loves the look of a butthole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Where's that intern from the Capitol? Is he still working? I didn't know this, but Frank was holding the camera. Excuse me? It was Frank's POV. <laughs> Did they already find it? Damn it. They traced it back to me. I knew it. <laughs> that blonde chick's a dude? That's the best. That blonde chick's a dude? <laughs> oh, man. The old, the old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I told him uh, I was playing the... I, I said, uh, you know, I got these new... Uh, new sound clips that I'm going to debut for Mike. And I played that one for her. And I said, that that one took a while to load onto the machine. <laughs> I was like, it's my longest clip, but I had to give the gap. The gap is key, right? <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll do it one more time for everyone out there. The, the gap is, like, he's looking at the phone, realizing what he's done. The blonde chick's a dude? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Listen... <laughs> That guy should have won an Emmy. That was better acting than anything I've seen in the last 10 years. <laughs> Blades of Glory is absolutely, like, it's hilarious, man. It kind of flew under the radar. Oh, one of the most underrated movies of all time. It's Dude, we- <laughs> fuck it. That is way better than Elf. It makes me so mad how much attention Elf gets. That's probably the best Will Ferrell movie ever made. Blades of Glory? Yes. I gotta say, and I haven't watched it in a while, and I wanna... Don't say small dick Mark Wahlberg, I know. No, no, no. I think Will Ferrell's best movie is Anchorman. Oh, I thought you were gonna go with other guys. No, no, I think Anchorman is perfect. It's an absolute perfect comedy movie. It's so funny start to finish. When it came out, if people don't remember... Every human quoted Anchorman for 10 years after Anchorman came out. 
Yeah, but I felt like it was overrated. I don't know. Dude, Blades of Glory. I personally, I've recently kind of stumbled on some clips of Anchorman, and I put myself back in that moment of, I again, I want to say, we all have a long weekend, right? Mm. Let's put on a yeah. little Anchorman and check it out and refresh to be fresh. Because Do you know what Anchorman, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this as you're saying it, Anchorman kind of suffers from everybody copying them off of everybody uh, loved off of it. them that you kind of forget they were the first ones to do some of these jokes i really think anger man was so genius and perfect start to finish in one of the funniest movies ever and i distinctly remember it blowing the world away like it, it was a phenomenon dude blades of glory though <laughs> i know i agree that if it, it went under the radar it was genius I when just... he's like, uh, when he's doing the kids, when he's like dressed up in that costume, dude, the movie is fantastic, man. I mean, <laughs> they nailed so many aspects of that movie. Well, Bill Hader is just fantastic as being this effeminate male. You know, like you could almost not do Blades of Glory now because they do so many jokes. Like they show the guy with the two hot dogs and the bunnies. Like, does that look right to you? You know. <laughs> 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 Like in the in the days of tucking. Well, the, like, that's the know. funniest part too. Is they <laughs> joked about figure skating at a time where people, for some reason, were like paying way too much attention to figure skating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And they really called out the absurdity with the brother and sister like, <laughs> skating together. I mean, it was so good. Oh man, it's it's a funny movie. Yeah, I. I and then what's his I name? That kid who goes to, he's like, I went to, U- <laughs> I went to Ukraine to follow what's his name. <laughs> he's like obsessed with the guy. Oksana, I think that was a great movie. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's a fantastic flick. Yeah. I mean, I don't well, know. Again, good we'll toss up though. Anchorman. I, I just think Anchorman is one of those weird phenomenons that it was so bright and it bursted so big. That everybody now has kind of, and also Anchorman Two was such a horrible, huge flop, horrible idea. It, it, the world would have been better if they just had Anchorman, <clears throat> and then we could always look back to that. Same with Dumb and Dumber; they should have never made the second one with them. Hmm. See, know? I think that's what makes Blades of Glory the best. They they, they didn't even do another one. Same thing with like <laughs> Night of the Roxbury. Oh, these other ones, you know. Yeah, I like the standalone. You know, we don't get enough of that. Now everything's... A, well, look at the slate for 2024, dude. It's oh, literally sequels and prequels. It, it's insane. Uh, it'd be nice to get a standalone. One standalone movie that is just so An outrageous. original but, idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening, man. Uh, wow, that was a, a wild... Tan- Blades of Glory, though, uh, I'll, I'll check out again... But I want to see Anchorman. I, w- I was just thinking about it a lot recently and how it, it was a cultural phenomenon. It really was. Like, it-, it swept the nation. Everybody loved Anchorman. And everyone was quoting it. it you know, the Anchorman character showed up everywhere. It, w- it was such a huge thing. Almost like Austin Powers, you know? I-, I almost think Blades of Glory came out too early, though. Yeah, maybe that's it. If you would have came out with something like that now, it would have hit so much harder because it was almost like a warning to what's to come with the men competing in women's Dude, sports. Again, you again, you couldn't do Blades of Glory now. Maybe that's why nobody talks about it. They're burying it like Shazam 
with uh, Sinbad, <laughs> right? Like, no, we, there's some stuff in there we don't want to talk about now. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> uh, back in the 90s, that didn't exist. So did we all agree then that Shazam is real and that he admitted it was and that they just buried it? Is that what happened? Yeah, he admitted that there's something insensitive in it. That's why they buried it. Oh my god, I just want to see what it is now. Oh, I know. I'm really dying to see the movie. But apparently you can only, if there's anything out there, it, was, it wasn't even put out on DVD. So it's the VHS. You have to find the, D, the VHS. Man, there is some... There's some fella out there with the VHS. There's there's an Al Blackshear out there, I believe, just hanging out with the VHS of it. I know it. I'm telling you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I usually uh, I usually don't let the uh, audience dictate the show here, but uh, oh, did I miss something? I do gotta agree with Shawnee Dangerfield over there. Uh, I've been dying to talk to you about this. Have you bought NVIDIA stock? <laughs> Dude, that's funny you say that. You're psycho, bro. I, Sean, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, I'm get, I got a new computer coming for Christmas. Actually, this time. So we'll be able to... Uh... Oh, so you did buy NVIDIA stock. You're yes. going to use the, the, the proceeds. <laughs> First, I want to thank Nancy Pelosi's tits. And then second, I'm going to thank her doctor. For my tits. And then... Uh, next. First her tits, <laughs> then her tips. You know what I'm saying? Stock tips. Wow, she should have a website, Tits and Tips, and just, like, give out the tips. <laughs> Showing off the tits? As a matter of fact, her and who's that f- CNN that does the... Meh, 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 we're going to sell stock today. What's that guy's name? J- uh, Kramer. Kramer should do tips and tips. Well, tips no, and tits. Kramer's great. You always do the opposite of what Kramer, Jim Kramer says. You're right. He always says like, "Oh, everybody buy in," and then the stock market crashes. It's so <laughs> yeah, amazing. That's what <laughs> the guys, you can predict them. It's very easy. Well, no, he tells you to buy it, and then it does see a little bit of a jump, and then that's when all the other people sell, and then you find out <laughs> the company's going bankrupt. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, they've already proven that, like, these big money, these hedge funds, these money managers, they all, they make these moves, and then they contact CNBC, all these other people, you know what I mean? And they tell them to, like, start pushing these stocks. They push them, and then all these hedge funds and everything sell So once they go up. I follow Nancy Pelosi uh, stock tracker on the X. On the X. Don't say it. It's just X. Yeah, me too. All right, all right. It's great. Formerly known as Twitter. Uh, it's a tick. I don't know. Like, it was like crawling out of my spine, man. Okay, so uh, over on the X, we got the Nancy Pelosi stock tracker, and they did post that she bought back into the NVIDIA uh, over there on the 22nd of November. <laughs> For those that don't know, they bought it. It got a huge subsidy from the government. Then they sold it. Then it tanked. That's right. Now they bought it again. <laughs> and it, it's rising, believe it or not. It's crazy. <laughs> really weird. Weird stuff, it's, man. It's, it's 
it's almost like they know what's going on. <laughs> it's like they're trading, but from the inside. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> from somewhere in the inside, these guys are doing some trading. <laughs> it's almost like they're making policies that decisions that almost I don't know conflict with the the stock. So have you seen recently? She's been making the rounds, old uh, Nancy Pelosi and her uh, newfound titties, and she has been looking extra sauced, man. I gotta say. Oh, she's celebrating, Frank. She's about to make another hundred mil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Did you see the reports coming around that when she was here and he, they took all those pictures of him walking through the garden with Biden? Apparently, he confided in Biden that uh, their next goal or their plan is to unify with Taiwan in the next year. Oh, yeah. That was after he looked at Nancy and said, eh, our hookers are younger. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, when, uh, yeah, they're definitely taking over Taiwan. What people don't understand, yeah, unify means taking over. Dude, the left is saying, <laughs> they're like, I don't even know how they're trying to spin it, but they're saying China wants to take over Taiwan before Trump gets elected because they know Trump will approve of it, which makes no sense at all. I don't know, man. Trump, sometimes, the further this goes on, feels like he's a part of the machine in a lot of ways, doesn't he? I think he's in it now, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he's... They want him to be the nominee. Don't mistake it. Uh, from what I've read, there was a lot of kind of anger on the national stage when it comes to the uh, absurd decision here in Colorado to s- strike Trump from the ballot. I think that the machine and the Democrats specifically want Trump to run. Well, I think now you're seeing the competing interests. See, I don't think there ever was this conspiracy. Because a conspiracy means everybody's conspiring. I, I think it's more just interests aligned yes. in 2020 to get Trump out. But now you're seeing conflict of interest where the Democrats want Trump out, but the, but the media is like, have you seen our ratings? <laughs> <laughs> we need Donald Trump. Did you see Cuomo on News Nation? He's beating us, man. We got to do something over here. <laughs> If Trump goes away, Pod Save America doesn't exist. Yes. You're one you know, NPR will disappear from the map. What is Bill Maher going to complain about? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he, might, he might have to admit he's old. I mean, if Trump were to retire, it would actually be the greatest wrench in the machine of the Democrats. It would actually drain the swamp. No, he didn't drain the swamp the first time. Listen, this is what kills me. Just like he will not be an authoritarian dictator, and I know this because he had the power for four years and he did not become an authoritarian dictator. Because That's how I also know he will not drain the swamp because he had the power for four years and he did not drain the swamp. Actually... All he really did was bring in extra swampy people and then get rid of them. And, and everybody made tons of money. Yeah, that's why I don't believe you guys don't want him. Anybody on cable TV, your ratings were never better. That's right. 
You know what I mean? Also, your stocks were never better. Your, your pocketbooks were never better. Everything was never cheaper. So you were living a great life when this guy was president. Absolutely. Did you see the numbers they were talking about about late night? You talking about my jimmies? <laughs> my late night jimmies, man? Come on, lay it on me. Because I, I have yet to tune into a late night jimmy. Dude, apparently the highest, apparently the always the highest rated is Stephen Colbert. Of course. And he gets beat by uh, Gutfeld. Which wow. people on the right don't even like Gutfeld. I, know. I don't know anybody that likes Gutfeld. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I I know more people that grew up loving the Colbert rapport than I know people who have ever said I like Gutfeld. Yeah, wow. I, so I, that's bad. Kind of crazy. That's also demographics based. We're talking um, liberals. I you know I think are more into the streaming. And, you know more into the YouTubing. But they're not even dude. They're not streaming. Uh, Colbert, which furthers, he's, he's forced down everybody's throat on I YouTube. Ca- I gotta say, this furthers my belief as what I'm seeing here in Colorado. Uh, people are fed up with a lot of the policies from the left and the takeover of the left. Here, the Trump off the ballot thing was a really sickening and gross move, and I think it, it kind of shocked a lot of people into saying, okay, well. I think I we've gone too far. You know, maybe having a super majority of Democrats is a little too much. Maybe a super majority of anything's not good, right? Because the opposite yeah. would be awful too. Honestly, what we need maybe is balance. Balance. That, maybe that's why the uh, f- do the founders were geniuses. That's why they have the electoral college. That's why they did what they did. So the popular vote can be overcome when the popular vote gets crazy, and the popular vote has gone crazy. Uh, and the crazy people have taken over the insane asylum, as you can see. Yeah. <clears throat> that's by calling for trannies and fo- yeah. It's crazy what's going on, dude. Uh, but but yeah, that Nancy Pelosi stock trade is hilarious. I love it, absolutely. I'm glad you were uh, in on that and watching it. Um, <laughs> people buy Nvidia and don't sell until she does. Exactly. <laughs> follow follow what she's doing. Actually, just follow her. Yeah, you'll make money. Her portfolio is up like fifty percent. It's crazy. And when she uh, buys stock in masks and latex uh, gloves, uh, buy toilet paper, folks. All right, because you know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> but don't go to Canada or, or Australia. All right, let me just put that out there. Or get your hammers and go to Berkeley. Uh, let's see here. We're in our third hour. We're getting crazy with it. What do we want to do here, Mike? I mean, I got I got some whack job stuff here that we saved. I got Tucker's aliens. You want to do the Tucker aliens? Oh, this dude. I like this one. Tell me you work for the CIA without telling me you work for the CIA. Tucker Carlson's (laughs) dad worked for the CIA. Dude, this right here, I think this guy's CIA, bro. Well, I don't think it gets more controlled opposition than Tucker Carlson. All right? This is the guy. There's a reason why he left Fox News, or he was, I'm sorry, kicked off Fox News, right? He was fired. And it was spectacular. We all made a big deal. And now, all of a sudden, the voice for the conspiracy theorist is Tucker Carlson. I got one flat moon theory for Tucker Carlson. I'll tell you what, all right? So, uh, Tucker's talking aliens, but I really like this. The, uh, it's why we were play- We opened the show with some alien ant farm. 
And uh, he is the one who got me uh, kind of thinking about the alien ant farms. It's my personal belief based on a fair amount of evidence that they're not aliens. They've always been here. Um, and, I, and I do think it's spiritual. That's, that's my view. So, and, and again, it's not provable, but based on, uh, on the evidence, I think. I'm with you, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, If the U.S. government has, in fact, had contact, direct contact with these beings, whatever they are, I've already told you what I think they are, and has entered into some sort of agreement with them, which is, which is the claim of, of informed people, um, I would say, whether they're right or wrong, I can't say conclusively. Yeah. But, but, yeah. Allegedly, Eisenhower made a deal with aliens back in the 50s. Allegedly. And I think that's what he's alluding to here, or Tucker knows more than we do, and or Tucker's an alien. Uh, The deal was we would be given alien tech in exchange for the alien's ability to uh, test on humans, uh, abduct humans, and do all their tests and do what they want. Um, And it it was... uh, It's bullshit because... In order to make a deal, you have to be on level ground. And <clears throat> saying that we made a deal so that they could test on our humans would infer, it, that in itself infers that we had the ability to stop I, them from testing on, I our, think, on our humans. Well, the theory goes that we discovered the nuclear technology and had the means to uh, inflict harm on them, and so a deal then was uh, made. There's famous, uh, do you know about, this is in the 50s, there's footage of it, or at least photographs, allegedly, of uh, UFOs descending on the White House back in, like, 1956. Uh, it, it's out there. Uh, I think you could even just Google the pictures. But this was a, a, a you know, it's an alleged th- uh, thing that happened. Uh, people have disputed it. But... Um, and I, I believe 50s when Eisenhower was... <laughs> 1952. There you go. And I believe... This is a joke. This is not real. This picture's so stupid. I'm you. Hey, Mike, when you, when you wear the tinfoil hat, you gotta believe it all, my man. I'm... Flat moon, folks. It's, it's flat piece of cheese. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so fake. No, there's an... There, uh, yeah, well, apparently that's made fake on purpose to disguise the fact that uh, UFOs allegedly did descend upon the White House and Eisenhower made a deal with uh, the gray aliens. <clears throat> or the... Un- and, uh, but the most unreal... The most unrealistic thing about the photo is that the rarity of cameras at the time, that it would actually be captured. Yeah, exactly. That's why... Well, But you know. I believe we were staging everything back then. Just take a look at our moon landings, folks. I mean, come on. There's no way that was real. There is no way the footage of the moon is real. It, absolutely no way. It's the most fake-looking footage. I cannot footage. believe how many people I'm arguing with. Okay, forget the moon landing. I, too, am skeptical about the, about the videos, but the flat Earth. Is really bothering me how many people are arguing with me about it. You mean how many people believe fat, flat Earth? Every there are more. It is. It's a noticeable increase in the amount of people that believe the Earth is flat. A lot of podcasters are pushing this. I've seen a lot of stuff floating around. I have always thought flat Earth this is why I love flat Moon theory. <clears throat> I, I always thought flat Earth was a psyop of some sort. Um. <clears throat> What are you hearing? Uh, you're blowing my mind, actually. It's just they keep present like they they. 
So a lot of it has to do with, like, you start talking about the moon landing and stuff, right? Sure. Which is, you know, it's it's fun to talk about. But then people do start to talk about Flat Earth. And I hear a lot of people talking about, like, apparently this guy on YouTube. So everybody has been trying to ex- do this experiment on water where you, you, you put... That's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Where you, you put different platforms on a, on a calm water, right? Oh, yeah. And you put them out, like, miles apart, and you shine a laser, right? Yeah, that's right. And if the Earth is curved, that laser will hit them at different elevations. So, apparently one guy did it. It hasn't been... Nobody's been able to replicate it. But this guy did it. One person has a video of him doing it where they all hit the same level for like (laughs) seven miles. And so he's like, see, there's no curve. All right. And it's like, yeah, but... Nobody else could like the 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 whole thing about like proving something in science is you have to do an experiment that that can then that can then be replicated by other people, you know, I, and then that's yeah. how you know it's true. So <laughs> if, if right. you have this video and then nobody else can do it, that means you just you know you fake this video. So flat Earth is based on the press or the idea that. You have a dome over this flat plane, and then there's this under area, and uh, I I kind of get it. Um, in so far as I met a fella in Boulder when I worked at a bar there, and he was retired. He had worked at for the uh, in Boulder. There's a lot of CIA, and they have the NCAR facility and the National Atmospheric Ob- Observation facility, and there's just a lot of in you know international and, and worldwide kind of observation going on based out of Boulder. And uh, he he told me how he had taken uh, numerous flights through his working there. Uh, he he took many flights to Antarctica, where they have another base. And he he had confided in me, I guess, over some beverages, that uh, what people don't understand about the Earth is that it isn't round. He said people don't know or understand it and wouldn't be able to imagine it, but that the Earth is shaped like an egg. And, yeah. that, and that the top part is that kind of roundish part dome part and the bottom part is like that kind of more narrow part of the egg and that's where it's Austria- not like an egg it's a slight i'm telling you this is just what this guy told me okay. I, i'm not telling you my perspective man like no i don't i've never been to antarctica I've there never, is yeah. an oval yeah there is a you know because yeah because of gravity and the spin and the way we are ro- like it has that has more to do with like uh um, set, like Jupiter, Saturn, and the Sun pulling up. My point being is, I think that there's more to the shape of the Earth, to the shape of all planets, to the rotation of all these things. I, I just don't think we fully understand, and I don't think the public is capable of understanding it. I don't think the public, eighty percent or more, could read Mark Twain at this point. Let alone understand the complexities or the nuance of the earth being shaped like an egg.
But I would argue we need to move on and explore space. Elon Musk is trying to get to Mars. Well, you the f- people are dude, still f- arguing <laughs> about the shape of the planet. Dude, the flat <laughs> flat earthers don't believe there are, that space is real. I'm telling you. I've I've watched other podcast clips over there on the X. No, it's crazy. I know. I understand, and I get it, and I'm with you all. But at at some point, I'm telling you that here's my problem, right? You, I can never explain to you why I know the Earth is round without you knowing calculus, right? (laughs) Because without you seeing the math behind it, it's just you having faith in a theory right and it would be like me telling you frank i need you to explain to me that this cat is a cat (laughs) except i don't speak english and as a matter of fact i speak no language so explain to me cat right with me not understanding any language Mm. right that's the biggest that's the biggest problem because as soon as you learn calculus, as soon as you learn fit, like there's a reason why there's a reason why you could put you, you literally just need all you need is a stick, dude. You literally put a stick in the <laughs> ground and You're- you measure the shadow and then you come back two weeks later and you measure the shadow. And and you could figure out the curvature based on the difference of the shadow. Yeah, that's how the Roman guy did it, right? Didn't he stick a stick in one part of Rome and then he did the other one he at went the end? South, yeah, he, he went, went south. Like yes, thousand, dude, yes, miles. dude. Yeah, that's yes. all it takes. No, I mean, you don't even have to be a genius, dude. Listen, in in July when I go outside, the sun is right above me. In December, <laughs> when I go out at noon. The sun is like on an angle, almost forty-five degrees. It's why I mean? we're currently in the winter equinox, or what is it, the uh, winter solstice? The right? seasons, yeah, the man. tides, like the flat Earth cannot explain any of those fully, and that's the problem. Is you know, it's also why many cultures like ours and uh, celebrate the birth of, uh, you know, uh, the Christ or the whatever. Uh, it has to do with Venus aligning with the moon and, you know, all this stuff in the shortest day. Like uh, we, we all have uh, this weird connection to the uh, orbit that we have around the sun and then the orbit the moon has around the earth. And, uh, you know, there's something uh, very beautiful and celestial about our connection to the heavens. Oh, very beautiful. And the fact that we could see, like, like from where we are, we could see every planet in our solar system. And we could see the sun. All of them, we could witness their revolutions, so we see the whole planet. All of them are balls. <laughs> Testicles? Or, uh... I'm just saying, it's all, it's, it's, all, <laughs> it's all a sphere. Why would we be the non-sphere? That's oh, flat, dude. Don't you and understand? And not to mention what kills me is like this whole thing of like, oh, the firmament and all this and all that. Oh, like, yeah, the firmament, a, man. A lot of that is create is 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 due to like the magnetic field protecting you from radiation, right? Oh, yeah. And that magnetic field does not work if it's not a sphere producing it. Is it hard to believe that space is water on some level? Whew. <sighs> 
did it. Hey, the firmament separates the water from the water, people. Just going biblical with you. Come on. Think about it. Are we talking H2O? What if we're, uh, but I'm with you on the sphere. What if we're just a bubble floating through water? But we are a bubble. But we're not floating through water. We're floating through a vacuum. So water is H2O. Is the ocean a vacuum? There's not enough H2O in the universe to for space to be totally compromised of oxygen. And oxygen. Did I tell you I'm a certified idiot? I don't know if you know. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up reading Mad Magazine. I don't know if you know this about me. I've been reading this like crazy thing on antimatter, which is blowing my mind. You got to start looking into the whole antimatter thing. I have, uh, is this dark matter or anti? Is it the same thing as dark matter? Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, it's like I know. this whole thing. Dude, there's this whole thing. Well, Even Joe Rogan said no, it. Speaking all jokes aside, Tucker, Tucker, or I'm sorry, uh, dark matter is where I think of like uh, there being. I'm When I say water, I mean not water like we think of ocean water or whatever, but, you know, a different form of water, if you will. You know what I mean? Like we could be floating through. Something that is, you know, not molecular water, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like water, essentially. Well, I guess that's what you would. I guess that would be light. Well, that's what I would compare. Yeah, that's what I would compare. I I feel like we're floating through waves and and some and I'm it's not water, but it's the only way I can envision it. Like we are a bubble floating through an ocean. Yeah, it's a terrible way to look at it, but. <laughs> well, can we do Tucker with aliens? Because I love it. Let's do it. Who they are? I've already told you what I think they are, and has entered into some sort of agreement with them, which is which is the claim of of informed people. Um, I would say whether they're right or wrong, I can't say conclusively. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but, but, but wait, wait. if that is true, I mean, it's a very 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 heavy thing. Yeah, are you, well, a lot of people say well, interdimensional beings. Right, I, I want to ask. He's talking about aliens floating through water of space. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> are, <laughs> angels and. Indeed- so how would you describe these these beings you know i these are again i'm getting into the realm of conjecture so i just want to say that flat out entity but one thing i know for a dead certain fact having seen it is that um there is good and evil that we're being acted upon at all times and i think every person can feel that in himself i mean there are moments when you are moved to do things that are much better than you actually are, and that are also more evil and destructive than you actually are. You are subject to forces from outside yourself. That is absolutely true. Now, we can argue about what they are, but every person in the room, if he's reflective, will tell you, yes, I know what you're talking about. And so there are forces that are not human, that do exist in a spiritual realm of some kind, that we cannot see, and that when you think about it, sort of make you think we live in an ant farm. Yeah. <laughs> Being, yeah. Right? And that's Absolutely. just, that is real. This okay. is when why I, we should not microdose, people. Alien ant farm, man. I'm <laughs> I don't, like, I don't yeah. like what he says there. Yeah, I don't really, I don't, I don't like that. So he's, he's essentially saying that the aliens are our subconscious. Like your subconscious no, actually, is really what, your, your no, aliens. I actually took it as, um, you know, you have the angel and the devil on your shoulders. Right, it's your subconscious thinking. It is your internal dialogue. Is really the aliens? No. He's connecting it biblically, I think, to the angel demon on the shoulder. I get it, and I don't like it. I don't think you call that aliens. 
Well, you don't uh, like it, but that's, you know, this is a fellow who grows, you know, he's got the CIA background with his dad. He's been in D.C. his whole life. He's now controlled opposition. It does feel like there is maybe potentially information leaking out, and so they're sending out Tucker to, I, I don't know, either take us down a rabbit hole that isn't real or maybe give us some real evidence of no, something dude, this know? is why i know he's controlled opposition because this came out the same like i think the same day or this came out the next day after joe rogan released the podcast with tim dillon where he talked about uh the tic tac and how he really believes it's the government came up with this technology and he literally goes on this whole rant is about this, this week about i gotta how, i gotta check this out they go on this whole rant about how like they he believed it was aliens and then the minute the government told them they were it was aliens, they stopped believing it was aliens. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It was like the minute the government tells me it's aliens, now I know it's not aliens, it's actually them. And then the next day, this comes out with yeah. Tucker Carlson, you know? Oh, I think it's, it's like, spiritual yo. beings watching us in a spiritual alien ant farm. Nah, dude, come on. This is the government. All I don't right. believe it. I, I agree, know. and I, I think uh, Tucker might be a shill for the government, man. I, I'm starting to think it, too. I mean, aliens, I, I, I'm sure there's life out there, but... Well, uh, you know, I mean... You know what I mean? So you mean to tell me right now Joe Biden is talking to aliens? Come on. We're being laughed at by people in Italy. You don't I think know. the aliens would be laughing at Joe Biden? I just like the idea of alien ant farm. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> You've been hit by. <laughs> yeah! Oh, yeah! You've been struck by smooth criminal. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> That's right. The whole the whole point of that clip. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Tucker's a weird one, man. Yeah, he's been kind of blowing my mind. He's everywhere. He's on every podcast. Everybody thinks he's this new voice of free speech. And again, I'm tying him into this Elon little bubble where uh, we're hoisting these fellas who are so deeply tied into the deep state as our saviors of free speech and freedom. I think we're being had, man. Oh, yeah. I, I believe the only difference between Tucker Carlson and Brian Stelter is one passed the test of the focus group of the American people. <laughs> That's right. Right? The American people fell for Tucker, not Brian Stelter. Yeah, well, I mean, we all saw Alex Jones' takedown on Brian Stelter. How could you come back from that? I mean, <laughs> the dude is the spawn of Satan. Alex Jones, however, fully authentic. <laughs> I love Alex Jones. I've always loved. I believe Alex that man Jones. has too much brain damage. Like anybody with like a serious head injury, it can't be fake. You know, Alex Jones—he's been doing the same thing from day one. You know, he's never really wavered. He too could be probably controlled opposition. He actually admits in his interview with Tucker on the X uh, from about three weeks ago that his family—he has. Uncles and family, very close family members tied to the CIA and the alphabet agencies and these various companies. You know, I mean, it's maybe. Yeah, but none of them were sued for $1.5 billion. Well, he's not being sued for that anymore. Touche. 
You know, like and he. You know how I feel about French words. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> We're talking halfway out the closet now, folks. Touche. Well, I got one more little guy. I think we could squeeze it in for this episode. Are you in? It's a. Oh, this is the Wednesday third show. Maybe we could go as long as we want. That's right. That's oh yeah. Well, Dude, I got one on Hunter Biden. His emails, the big guy, it's all coming together. I love this, and I think this was kind of uh, dropped right at the time when everybody's going home for the holidays. So they did you see it up Ted every- Cruz this week? I did not. Anybody who doesn't listen to the verdict with Ted Cruz, you got to go listen to this week. The whole week they did a three-part special with Comer. And oh, they, they all they did was they, all they did because everybody in mainstream media. All they're saying is there's no evidence, right? So he they decided they were going to do a three-show uh, special because together it's like two hours all together uh, where all they're going to do is just reveal what evidence they have and why they decided to impeach Joe Biden. And it's, a, it's incredible. And the most incredible thing about it is they impeached Donald Trump twice. Oh, dude, you're psycho. And how many hours of podcast do they have where they just talk about the evidence? No, you're fucking psycho. Zero. No, you don't understand, man. So right here, this clip that I have, they're going to talk about what we're going after Biden for, for this impeachment, and it's literally what we impeached Trump the second time for. (laughs) It's insane. No evidence, Frank. No, but they have it now. It's so crazy. It's okay. a witch hunt. <laughs> not like the 91 charges we have against the other guy. <laughs> in in 90, Dude, I swear to God. This, they, uh, I was listening to a Trump Save podcast, <laughs> yeah. and they, were, they started going over all the jurisdictions he's facing charges in. I oh, fell yeah. asleep. I woke up 45 <laughs> minutes later. They were still naming the districts. Oh, pod save Trump. That's all they got. All right, so uh, <laughs> here we go. Here's the big guy's emails, folks. The big guy. He's got the emails. And I just have to remind everyone, we literally impeached Trump over trying to get this evidence. <laughs> we impeached him over the most perfect phone call. Records released by House Republicans show President Biden had dozens of email exchanges with a business associate of his son, Hunter, during his time as vice president. According to the records, then VP Biden emailed the business associate 54 times during the period. Those records are said to show messages that were sent around the time Joe Biden was traveling to Ukraine when he was vice president and Hunter was working for a Ukrainian gas company. The White House has repeatedly denied that Mr. Biden had any involvement in his son's business affairs. Dude, I hate how they just, they just uh, as Hunter was working for a gas company, you should add, <laughs> with no experience, no training, no education, no reason to be at the gas company in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, Ukraine, Burisma, right before Doesn't we- speak Ukrainian, <laughs> doesn't know anything about Ukraine, doesn't know anything about gas. But is working for a gas company in Ukraine. An American crackhead. Can we get a little hindsight now, too, please? I mean, God. I mean, then we went to war with Russia and just funneled billions into this country. Actually, you know what? I just found a great spinoff to American Werewolf in Paris. American (laughs) crackhead in Ukraine. You could do a whole trilogy on that. How dare you! Saved it. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? 
dare you? I hope, they, I hope that crackhead took a boat, not a plane. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did it. I saved it for the end. <laughs> the American crackhead in Ukraine. Great, great flick. Fonda Julie Serkin joins us now to dig into this a little more. Julie, so what do we know about these email disclosures? Yeah, hey, good morning, Joe. Well, we don't know much about the emails themselves because we have not seen what's actually in them. That's because the because he used a fake email. That's the story of the <laughs> lifetime. Joe B Joe Biden had like eight different emails. He's talking about the big guy. <laughs> One of them was the big guy at Google. The big guy sixty nine slash little kids <laughs> at Google dot com. <laughs> the, the big guy who loves little girls at gmail dot com. <laughs> Shower with daughter at gmail. I know that's a little good. <laughs> <laughs> means committee, one of the panels in the Republican-led House. It's two on the mark. House, uh, oh, that are looking into Hunter Biden. You know Joe at gmail. <laughs> investigating his father, trying to come up with some kind of evidence to link Hunter Biden's business dealings to President Biden, uh, this panel has just released the fact that these emails exist. This came to light after the committee heard from those two IRS whistleblowers over the summer and since has kept in contact with them. They have said that these emails were sent, uh, 54 of them to be exact, by then Vice President Joe Biden to Eric Schwerin, the business associate of Hunter Biden's, uh, during that time period, like you laid out, around the time that Biden traveled. <laughs> I gotta stop right here. Yeah, I, I could like it. barely hear this girl. Do you hear the audio quality? Fuck and for those listening, this is not Frank. This is like, the if zoom. there's ever a the story about Hunter and Joe, yeah. it's like a Zoom meeting phone call. I, you, you could <laughs> barely get like the, you know, what? I thought you could kind of get it, but saying? either way, they're trying to defend, or actually they're not. The reason why I found this in interesting is, this is MSNBC. They're getting Biden out. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why they're reporting on it. Oh, yeah, and that's why but, I found this But they're this doing important. it in, like, such a weird way. I'm telling you. I Well, this is breaking this weekend. They're breaking it, again, I can't stress, <laughs> on Christmas. Okay, when the, it's Christmas weekend. They decided to drop the... Oh, actually, remember the thing that we impeached Trump for the second time where he asked to find the evidence where Joe Biden was wheeling and dealing with his son through Burisma? Oh, now we have 54 emails <laughs> saying that Joe Biden was wheeling and dealing with his son through Burisma. Yeah, it's there, man. Like, we, like The evidence, man, is fucking crazy. And they're impeaching Joe Biden, and nobody is talking about how Joe Biden is being impeached. I think he might get impeached. I actually think the Democrats want him impeached so they can bring in Gavin Newsom or whoever else, dude. No, it's never going to go through. Something's going on, but it's really funny that we're it seeing It is crazy this. how they impeached him and nobody cares, but when Trump was impeached, like even our mom, I remember the look on our mom's face. She was so excited. When they impeached him the second time, <laughs> and she was just like, "I love the fact that they could say that, impeached twice." Yeah, first president to be impeached twice. Oh yeah, it's like, man. Whoa, whoa. That's a weird kind of hatred for a man, and you don't even know why you have it. You know, well, hatred is a weird trait. Nobody should have hatred, actually. Right? We should all be Shouldn't. should have love in our lives and, and forgiveness. Ah. <laughs> 
I just I was listening to this thing. It was great, and it was like the Bible never says. So the, the what the Bible says about forgiveness, you actually never have to forgive somebody for what they did. It's it's forgiving the pain that it caused you and moving on from that. Right on. Right? Yeah, man. Oh, that's a great. It's great. Oh, it's good stuff. I, I think the reason why uh, we've been forced away from all that stuff is because um, they don't want you to forgive or love your enemies, uh, and which is a major teaching of most religions. Um, you right. Know. No, that was the whole thing. Is like, yeah, I could forgive you and let you still live your life while I live my no, life. We, we must not forgive. We must not love our enemies. In, in order to be divided, we must hate our enemies. Hate. And, and so, again, Trump, the reason why I find Trump now so fascinating, more so than I did even four to six years ago, is because he is now. If you read big, uh, if you read 1984, they have the two minutes of hate, where everyone is brought into the room and they show on the telescreen the images of people they're supposed to hate. And uh, Winston, the main character, he sits there and he he's forced to almost fake the hate, right? Or he he has to participate. Yeah. And uh, when you think of Trump, right? Trump is the face they put on the telescreen and everyone instantly is triggered and they hiss and howl and scream and yell at the screen and they all they can do is express unbelievable hatred. uncontrolled hatred at the at the telescreen over this picture of Trump. It is the Trump derangement syndrome. It is it is Big Brother is here. We were there and and for some weird reason Trump a guy who shits on a golden toilet in Manhattan has been uh, the designated anti-hero, the guy that we have to, uh, you know, hiss at, and, and you know, he's the villain, I guess, right? Of the, you know, I don't know. But, no, but that's what one of the things that, like, when they were talking about forgiveness, it really got me, and that's it. That's why you hate Trump, because whatever it is, it's easier to hate than forgive, because you're forced to almost acknowledge your own shortcomings when you forgive. Ah, good But when call. you hate, it's all your fault. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's weird, dude. I can't get over what people experience with Trump. The hatred, the... Uh, 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 it no, always they hate brings... him because he represents all your shortcomings. You, the men out there who hate Trump, they hate him for sleeping around with women and marrying the hottest woman in the <laughs> land. And it's, you, you hate him because that's what you want. You're hating him for your shortcomings. You know what I mean? Ah, it's crazy stuff, man. But uh, people literally lose their mind with this guy. And I'm here's the thing, too. Trump's going to die sooner than later. Okay, so let's just fast forward 10 years past Agenda 2030 and past 2045 when uh, all the people are dead <laughs> from the vaccine, right? Who's who's your focus of hatred then, right? Who are you going to be hating? You know, is it the well, next that, guy? Well, that was my, that's my biggest argument to Democrats who love the fact that Colorado took Trump off the ballot. It's like, okay, but I've been watching the news for the past year, and... All I can see is they're now comparing uh, Ron DeSantis to Trump. So who's next after Trump? Are you now going to fight to get Ron DeSantis off the ballot? Of course, man. He's anti-gay. Right? Yeah. Because he didn't insurrect, Frank. But 
he's on the path to <laughs> right? He's following that Trump path. He's Trump light. Trump. And Trump is Hitler light. So Trump's Hitler now. We've already played the clips, I believe. But you know what I'm saying, though? I mean, DeSantis is clearly on that path to insurrection. And wouldn't you stop an insurrection before it happened if you could? <laughs> so, might as well take DeSantis off the ballot. 